You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. Let's talk all about types of content and specifically video list delivery. Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. And I want to take a moment to talk about the types of delivery content that you can use. And I want to talk about this because it comes up just so often. Even just yesterday in a Facebook group I was in, I saw someone asking about video and really worrying about recording their video and and worrying about how to set it up and and explaining that they've been procrastinating around actually doing video for a long, long time. And I see this so often and it actually makes me a little bit sad because I know that so many people are putting off releasing their course content just because they haven't recorded video. And so what I want to say to you is you don't have to use video. You just don't. Okay. So yes, Video is a very popular method of delivery, and yes, video can be very useful in several situations. However, not all situations require video, and there are plenty of other delivery methods that you can use. And that's what I want to talk about in today's episode of the podcast. So when you think about video list delivery, I don't want you to think that it means something is missing from the program. And there are quite a few examples around now of people who deliver programs without video. In fact, the very first course I ever sold was an email only program. It was $1,000 for a drip fed email series, and it was literally email content only drip fed out over a series of weeks. No video, no audio. There were some graphics, but that was it. Nothing else. Now, please don't count because it makes me feel a little bit old, but that was nine to 10 years ago now. But there's still an available option, right? There is nothing to stop you drip feeding content via email only without having a course platform. But you can definitely use other methods as well. You might have seen quite a few people at the moment are using private audio and audio only delivery. So maybe, for example, you've seen someone with a public podcast and then there's a Patreon with a private podcast for paid members. And this is very similar to releasing course content via private audio only. In fact, If you have a public podcast, it's probably a good sign that your audience enjoys listening to audio-only content. They've signed up to your podcast because they enjoy listening to things. Maybe it's easier for them for when they're out on a walk. Maybe it's easier for them to listen to when they're on the move. Maybe it's easier to listen to when they're in the car or on the train. And they enjoy podcasts, which is why they listen to yours. So delivering your course content in audio-only makes a lot of sense because that's what your audience is already enjoying listening to. You can use that logic then to apply to lots of things. What is your audience already absorbing? What is your audience already enjoying? So let's think about this in two ways. When you think about the type of content that you're going to create for your program, I want you to think about two questions. One, what suits you? I'm going to put this one first because if it doesn't suit you and you're going to try and force yourself into doing something, you're going to procrastinate, you're going to put it off, you're never going to get there and it's just, it's not going to work. So if video genuinely doesn't suit you, you don't have to use it. You do not have to have video to create a program. And then in other more specific ways, you do not have to have your face on video. And at the end of this podcast, I'm going to take you through some of the other ways you can do video where your face isn't physically on the camera, because I understand that sometimes that is the stopping factor. 
If you prefer to write things, there is nothing stopping you having quite a text-rich program. You can use other elements to support it. It could be audio, it could be graphics, but you could focus on text. When you think about platforms like Medium at the moment, text-based content is very popular. There are plenty of people reading blog posts still. There are plenty of people reading books still. Text-based content isn't unusual and is still very popular, so there's nothing wrong with using text. Same then when you think about audio, the increase in podcasts shows you that audio-based content is also very popular at the moment. So yes, while video is popular and you can see from platforms like Instagram moving away from just um, images and graphics towards video, that video is popular, so are many other mediums and you do not have to use just video. So what suits you? The second part of this then is what suits your audience. So if your audience genuinely enjoys consuming your video content, then it's likely that they'll like to see that inside the program too. But if you're not really putting out any video content, if you're engaging an audience through audio like podcast or through text like blog posts, then there is a good sign there that your audience already enjoys that style of content. You've built your audience using that style of content. They come to you for that style of content. They've, right, they want more of it. That's why they've signed up. So it's not uncommon to see then just using an increase of the thing you're already doing inside your course program. Now, I am going to say here that you can use other supporting mediums as well. So just text-based can be a bit limiting and we can use things like graphics, we can use infographics, we can use other supporting material to help it, but there's nothing to stop you using a lot of text inside a program. So remember those two questions. What suits you? If it doesn't suit you, you're going to bash your head against the wall and, and get I was going to say never get somewhere, but you'll get this slowly. And what suits your audience? What are they already enjoying? What are they already engaging in? What contents of yours do they like to consume? Go back and have a look. Look at things like your Facebook and see what they're engaging in. Look at your blog posts and see if they're enjoying reading them. If you're doing video, look at your video and see what's popular. But look at what your audience is already enjoying. So I want you to have a think about then some of the things you can use inside your program. So of course, number one is face to camera video and you can use it. Definitely. It's incredibly powerful. It helps you build rapport with your audience. It gives you an opportunity to build that relationship. It's useful. However, it's not the only thing you can use. You could also consider using other things like screen share. This is great for if you've got something technical you need to show someone, if you need to press buttons or demonstrate how to use something. A screen share is a great way to demonstrate that and your face does not have to be on that screen share. You could also use voice over PowerPoint, which is a really good way to show process step by steps, to talk about images or examples, and to give people a visual representation of the thing you're talking about. Again, your face does not need to be on camera for voice over PowerPoint. You could use audio only files. You could use graphics and animations. So you do not have to be the real person in the video, but you could have a graphic cartoon version of yourself created or a graphic cartoon version of anyone else created. You could use templates, PDF files, images, infographics are a really interesting way to display content in a graphical format and don't underestimate the power of just text really well written text on screen recently i surveyed my audience and i asked them how they prefer to consume their content and i was genuinely surprised at the results but then when i thought about it it's probably not that surprising so what i found was that text based only was far more popular than any of the other methods of delivery and there's a reason to this. And when I thought about it, it's quite reflected in my own behaviors. If I'm looking for how to do something, it's very rare that I will go and watch a video because it means I've got to watch seven, eight, nine, ten minutes of video, even five minutes of video is too much to find that one thing I need to do, that one button that I'm missing, that one step that I need to do next. And I've got to watch all five minutes of video. If I'm looking at how to do something, you will find me on a blog post or in an article scrolling to find the heading that's most appropriate to me or using control F and searching for the words that I need, jumping 
jumping straight to the bit that I need and just finding that one step that I'm missing that's going to help me get the thing done that I need to do. And I found that my audience was very similar. They like text-based content because they can scroll, they can skim read, they can look for headings, they can pause at the bits that are most appropriate for them, but they can skim over anything they think they already know. And that's hard to do in a video. It's very hard to skip just to the one bit you want to know, fast forward through the other bits because you don't know when to press stop, you don't know when to press play, you just don't know what's going to be happening. So text-based content is much easier to consume when you only want bits of it than sitting through and watching a whole video. So it's worth thinking about that when you're starting to produce your own content. Okay, let's have an action step because that's enough of me ranting about different delivery methods and I want you to be able to think about this. So remember, there's two questions in this. One, what suits you? Go away and really think about how do you like to deliver content? What do you enjoy producing? What is your natural format when it comes to delivery? And two, what suits your audience? So you can look at what they're already consuming, what they're enjoying from you, but also you can survey them. Go and ask them. Do they like videos? Do they like podcasts? Do they just want to read it and skim to the bit they want? What do they want from you? And you might be surprised by the results. You might feel like you have to record a video only to find that you don't actually have to record a video at all. Don't get me wrong. Video is an incredibly powerful, useful tool when it comes to content delivery, but it is not the only tool available to you. You do not always have to use it and you do not have to force yourself into a corner just because you think you should. Okay, it's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street. Okay, don't stop them in the street. But please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes. And better still, leave a review. Podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode. Lastly, why not come over and join my free Facebook group? Simply search Content Into Courses inside Facebook. There's some good interaction that happens on over there. I'm in and out on a regular basis to answer all of your questions and to give some live tips and tricks. And you get to learn from other course creators about all the things you can do to grow your course and your audience. That's it for this time. But as always, I will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.